This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. What's up, Truth Seekers? Welcome back to the FBI basement, or the FBI's least wanted, the podcast where we are going to watch and review every last episode of the X-Files they've ever made. Every episode? Every episode. Really? I mean, really, like even, you know, like the one with the thing and the guy that goes, (laughs) I know that guy. He's, he's okay. wearing those shoes. Yeah. He's wearing those shoes with those pants on. With the face? Right? Yeah. With okay. the face. Yeah. No, no, totally, totally. He's got those eyebrows the guy and with the face. We, espe- we will especially be re- reviewing the very vague ones. <laughs> there are quite a few. All right. Uh, today on the program, it's the season finale of season one, man. We are balls deep in the myth arc once more with serious implications as to the safety of Mulder. As to the um, uh, ability of hybrids, to, hybrid aliens to do parkour, and <laughs> of, of suspense of what might happen. Very little. <laughs> Aww. I miss Tombs. You miss him already. I miss my stretch Armstrong. Now I am Todd, and I will be the master of ceremonies for this evening. And I am joined by my panel of conspiracy nuts. Uh, first off. Shannon. Spacate Nocha. All the way from New York State. <laughs> she is the master of the figure four leg lock. Marissa. Hey, man, they're just saying that those uh, missile strikes, those those uh, false alarms, might have been missiles that were actually shot down by the Star Wars program. Oh, Reagan was right, man. Okay, and coming from uh, the undisclosed location, which we don't want to tell you is in Minnesota, here's Valentine. <laughs> Are you telling me that Kylo Ren is a good guy after yes. all? Shooting down our missiles for us with the Star Wars program? Yes. That's, that's right. awesome. First yes. order, right? All about the he's first doing order. It, he's doing it shirtless, too, so that's... Oh, we're going to see Kylo's <laughs> six-pack in this episode? Mmm. I like the fact that they had to point out that only his head looks gangly and gawky. The rest of him is very thick. <laughs> <laughs> And with I think two th- C's thick with two C. Th- th- thick with two C's. That's how the the kids spell it these days, right? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so um, now uh, <laughs> is this the part where we have to sing "Carry On Wayward Son" and we talk about the road so far? No, that's no. that's a different show. Please, God, Can we no. watch that one. No. <laughs> okay. The, I'm I'm the watch only it, one. We're not allowed to talk about it anywhere. Especially not on social media. <laughs> Fine. Don't go to Tumblr. Don't, no, <laughs> don't do Tumblr it. Tumblr ruined that show for me. <laughs> okay, so we are... Uh, uh, this is the Erlenmeyer flask. Erlenmeyer. Erlenmeyer flask. Okay, if, you know what an Erlenmeyer flask is? If you've ever seen, like, you know, your standard nerd chemistry set, mm-hmm. the Erlenmeyer flask is the fucking glass that looks like a triangle. Why did they name it like a nerd? That's the shitty part. I know what it is. I just don't know how to say it. I guess it would be a cone, but it's sort of, yeah. I know someone who will crochet you an Erlenmeyer flask, though. Didn't we sit next to them at- uh, Yeah, I know several people who will do that, but yeah, we did. We sat beside someone at uh, MarsCon. Yeah, it was MarsCon, who is working on a chemistry set. Right, and- uh... MarsCon was fun. Um, 
This episode was also fun. That's right. It is a myth arc episode. And at this point, I'm pretty sure they were aware they were coming back for the second season. That Fox was aware they had a hit on their hands. This was blowing up and... and uh, and I know that, once again, like these Mythark episodes were always very heavily promoted as being like big time events. And they only, and, and especially in these early seasons when they came around, it was like, you cannot miss this week's shocking episode of The X Files. Uh, I think this did actually have one of those, what will you miss in the uh, season finale of The X Files? Yeah. This is where they, they, uh, uh, spent their money poorly on advertising versus shows or? Yeah, pretty or much. Well, uh, this show actually turned out pretty well, and uh, we're going to get to the uh, recap in just a moment. We're going to talk about a little bit of information about the episode. This would be the 24th episode of the first season. It originally aired on May 13th, 1994. It was written by Chris Carter and directed by R.W. Goodwin. Yeah, he's a long-running guy. You'll see him a couple of times. Now, this got an 8.8 Nielsen rating. That gives it uh, about 8.3 million household, making it the most viewed episode of the first season. So the big pop for the end of the uh, big pop. If you've watched, if you followed me, my rantings about ratings in these last episodes, this sort of represents a nice, a big, nice, big jump from the previous uh, episode. So by osmosis, this should be our most listened to episode. Let's hope this is a good one. Yes. Uh, more than that, the Mystery Writers of America nominated the Erlenmeyer Flask for an Edgar Award for Best Episode in the TV category, Ooh. though the award was actually given to an NYPD Blue episode. For those of you who don't know, Edgars are the excellence in mystery writing in the United States. Internationally, it's an Agatha. Hmm. And this is probably one of the most, one of the, the if you want to understand X-Files mythology, this is a very critical episode to watch, I would say. I would agree. Oh, you have to watch all of these? Like there's an actual arc to it? <laughs> Almost as if <laughs> a myth arc, right? So, um. <laughs> are we ready to begin the recap, people? Are we yes. strapped in? Shannon, are you ready? No. Valentine, are you ready? Strapped on. Marissa. <laughs> Strapped in, but scared for my life. Hoorah, let's do this. We begin in Maryland, where a, a uh, high-speed chase is going on. And I'm talking like these cars are going over hills and catching some serious air. Which like is really <laughs> impressive for Baltimore, since I seem to recall that's some very flat lad. <laughs> It's going up in the air. I'm seeing. It's like I want to pause it and say, "Oh, them Duke boys better start, <laughs> start better start farting rocket fuel if they want to get out of this one alive." It was ridiculous. <laughs> it's like it was. <clears throat> it's a little ridiculous, but it's also really interesting too. I think I had said something about a shitbox Dodge. Right. This guy's trying to outrun the cops in a really shit in a really shit car. Uh, well, it's funny because when they get into that part down there, if you listen to it. All of the audio do almost doesn't even sync up. And I'm like, is this going to be a shitty episode? Because like, it's like really cheesy 50s car chase where the audio doesn't, <laughs> like the cars are just like revving in like a garage somewhere. <laughs> but it, yeah, it sounds weird. Yeah. It sounds overly aggressive is what, is what I would the put. The action of this episode is definitely a product of, it, of its time or some time before it. It's like the cars weren't performing as good as they should going around corners, so they needed to amp up the audio of, the, of a car revving to make it seem 
more impressive. The driver bails out of his car and... It's the most dangerous criminal you'll ever see, a white man in a sweater. <laughs> and begins uh, and begins parkouring away from the cops. They do catch up to him and start laying uh, some serious police brutality on his ass. Uh, but he manages to fight out of it like, uh, like he's Kevin Nash, no-selling uh, Rey Mysterio's offense. Wah, wah. <laughs> Gonna make some wrestling joke there. Uh, he is shot, repeatedly. <laughs> shot repeatedly, but he dives into what I believe is the inner harbor. Do you see the uh, huge ass radar detector like uh, taser that they tried to shoot at him? <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> they think it's like how you tried to see how fast he's gone or what's going on here, <laughs> and the dude pulls out a gun and he shoots him. Like that was a. That was an interesting scene because they, they did it well enough to where you could actually tell he shot him. He dives into the water but does not resurface, so he is presumed dead. Well, you know, it seldom gives up its dead when the winds of November come early. That's Lake, that's Lake Michigan. And that was Lake Erie. They, they pan down, they pan down to the, the floor of that, uh, the stairwell he was running up of, and they see green blood. Yes. The, he had his foot right next to it. Yeah, we... Is this the first time we see the toxic green blood? Yes. Of, oh. It is? Oh. Yeah, guys, that that blood is deadly. Don't lick that. In- interestingly enough, it's one of the things Mulder doesn't put in his mouth, but just, you know, things don't work out. It's what? The blood. He's always eating everything. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then we go to the opening theme song, the usual um, uh, music, which we'll now sing for you. And it's all very, and it's all very familiar until the end of the until the end of the opening credits. At which, uh, <laughs> we're usually for, for the last twenty-four episodes, the 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 phrase flashed at the end was the truth is out there and this one is a very different phrase with a very different implications trust no one <gasps> i like that one that was cool we should have played the godfather music so this was something this was something that that so so immediately you know you're in for a ride here because they have because you know they have changed the opening credits and 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 the x-files wasn't yet known to do that yet there there wasn't like a it wasn't like the Simpsons couch gag or something like that. The X-Files no. had not made an alteration like that in anyone's memory. And they'll do that on certain episodes. You'll you'll get that. I think you get the truth is out there at the end of season two, I think, in uh, Navajo. Our good friend Deep Throat approaches Mulder. <laughs> like, what up? I've got a big cock. About the car chase case saying that he is of major importance to, to the revelations of the truth. He tells him to turn it to a certain channel where he uh, immediately pulls out one of his Spank Bank uh, recordings and decides to record over it. He's like, this guy <laughs> right, tells okay. me to he record doesn't, doesn't actually... and will sacrifice everything. Wait, is it like, is that where he is fapping it to the journey to the center of the earth? I think so. Is that what he's watching? <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's, he's watching Journey to the Center of the Earth because Todd and I thought about it for a little bit. But yeah, yeah, he's fapping it to that. So he basically just, he doesn't actually tell them. Yeah, he calls him. Tells him to turn on the channel that where the news report about this is, and sort of gives him the impression that this is important. This means something, and so of course Mulder and Scully uh, hightail it out to this place. Of course, this is not a situation where the FBI has actually been called in. 
they're just like, let's go. And they end up in Gaithersburg, Maryland, which is a really nice suburb. And we have a friend from there. And it's a beautiful place. Apparently not in the X-Files. Local PD is not um, uh, as cooperative as they have been in the past to Mulder's investigations. Are they cooperative ever in the past with Mulder's stuff? Well, at this point, the the FBI definitely had not been called in and, and... They were not down on anybody's orders. They were just coming down to... Right. Like I said, they were just showing up. And I think that this sheriff has the most Canadian accent I've ever heard of somebody with a line. Like, they don't even try. There was some kind of chicanery with cars and license plates. I, I can't remember exactly how this how this worked out. They're looking at the uh, pictures and they're able to tell that the live feed off of a camera, that it's not the same car... That they gave them the license plate to, I believe. Yeah, it. there's some sort of weird change of things. and They managed to get a partial cover of the license plate and uh, track the car's ownership to Dr. Terrence Berube. <laughs> Berube? Berube? Berube! <laughs> <laughs> they enter the scene, and that's where we see an Erlenmeyer flask. <gasps> Set it right. That's the name of the episode we're watching, everybody. That's right. He's working with, uh, he's doing science in the middle of a lab full of monkeys, screaming, agitated monkeys. This is where Scully goes over to the monkey cage and like tries to stick her finger in it. Like, what is wrong with you? This is how 12 monkeys starts, you crazy lady. Don't fucking touch the science monkeys. Not only that, but it's also the start of Outbreak, right? Right. This is like fucking... Like, this is how you get the doomsday <laughs> like, pandemics, and you're a doctor. science monkeys. Uh, One monkey nearly wiped out an entire community and Kevin Spacey. So I, I would also, oh, yeah, outbreak. Also, I just would like to point out that this is a very important Later day on, for Kevin Scully. Spacey would be wiped out by his own monkey, but that's... Wah, wah. <laughs> uh, I would also like to point out that this is a very important day for Scully, because she learns not to shock the monkey... I need I need at least three verses to put music behind it. I I don't have it. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one. I won't. I say that all the time, and we never do. The man is incredibly uncooperative about about that. He said that sometimes his his maid <laughs> takes the car to do to run errands with or something. And, like he is just salty as fuck and mean. And all of this. Just like, very eager off. to get back to his science. Fuck off, both he, of you. I have science to do here. He has <laughs> monkeys to molest and torture. That's what's going on. You just made me think of monkey molestation. That's a hard thing to think about. Uh, There's a tail to you grab know, like, onto PETA and everything. is waiting outside. Like, uh, let's get these FBI guys. I want to fuck his shit up. <laughs> and then they'll liberate the monkeys and then we'll all die. Oh... Uh. Deep Throat meets with Mulder a second time, and while Mulder is uh, not convinced that this is leading anywhere, Deep Throat says he's got to keep on the case, though he can't give him that much more information. It's very frustrating for Mulder. The incident was- says Obi-Wan Kenobi here. Yeah, basically he tells Mulder to use the force and run to Dagobah. The problem problem we're having, and it's like this is a little bit of a callback to EBE. I believe. BB-8? No, EBE. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. EBE, where, just... where it's like, you know, the, the first tra- the first cracks of trust between Mulder and Deep Throat started to form. And so you can understand Mulder's kind of frustration with this at this point. Later that night in the lab. Uh, when they see what's on the slab. 
we get our first. We, we, Barub is met by a gentleman that we will come to know as Crew Cut Man. Crew Cut Man? Crew Cut Man. Right. Yep. Uh, what you're going to learn about a lot of the antagonists in X Files is they don't actually have names. They're simply described with these placeholder names in the scripts that just become canon somehow. So, can we give him a name? Bill? Do you want to call him Bill? Uh, I was thinking more like penis face, but yeah, Bill's work. Bill works. We're going to call him Bill. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's, yeah, penis face, Bill, whatever. He's met by penis face Bill who kills <laughs> penis face Bill. <laughs> penis face Bill. Uh, he kills uh, the, the scientist and makes his death wor- look like a suicide. All the while, the monkeys are freaking the fuck out. Oh, and it's the best, like, just... The corpse doesn't even look like it. Like, it is glorious. Next morning, the, the agents come to investigate the crime scene, and uh, the Erlenmeyer flash that we had seen earlier is found uh, with, a label, with a label on the bottom that says, Purity Control. Remember those words. Yeah, I, Who I, finds it? I think Mulder is just picking things up to try to but lick. he hands it to Scully, and he, he gives it to her, and he says, figure out what this is. <laughs> it is. It's like, you just handed her monkey disease. Like, here's monkey pox. Go figure it out. <laughs> she opens it up and well, smells it. Like, it's like, if this is not, if this, if this is a, uh, if this is a, 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 a um, uh, bottle of monkey pee, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> oh, here's, yeah, this is where they made the really, like, weird comment. Says uh, they called it. He he, Lou gains himself instead of uh, he hung himself. He Greg Lou gainest himself. If any, uh, it, it, look up that uh, look up that uh, that that video on YouTube of Greg Lou gainest at the Olympics. Oh God damn! It is a it is a brutal fall. Oh, oh Jesus oh. Christ! <laughs> oh okay. Well, oh, God. I guess I have to because I'm in the FBI basement. We don't get let out unless we do what Todd oh, says. No. Just... no, don't do it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, did you already fight it? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I hate you. That's oh. not the link. That's not, this, this, this is a good one. This is a good one. Oh, God. Like, oh, God. Oh. I haven't seen it yet. Wait. Oh, no. He <laughs> computers so fast. How did you do it? It's called Moments in Time, Greg Lugan. It's, it's got like sad music. Oh, God. Oh, God. Why? I'm done watching it. No, I don't know if I can look at this. I haven't seen oh. it. What is it? Let me see it. <laughs> it's the Greg Lugan video. You hear it. You hear the bang. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Wonk. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on over here? I'm not yeah, watching but he, he, actually, he, he gets back to the pool in 38 minutes and, and then pulls off a, and then and then nails the dive. Well, yes. Oh my and God. <laughs> I guess see this again. Yes, Bonk. everybody. We just got derailed. We're like Greg Luganis. Uh, never oh. mind that he was an Olympic diver. This is what we remember. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Monkey pee. Okay, so what ended up happening? He lived an incredibly happy life afterwards after suffering that horrific blow to his head and continued on to have children. He has AIDS. Oh. So what did he mean when he said he Greg Luganus himself? <laughs> they say he Greg Lugains himself in that episode when he hung himself versus versus whatever the fuck just happened there. <laughs> <laughs> because Mulder just 
doesn't give a fuck. Mulder's kind of a dick. <laughs> they actually, this. like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I thought Greg Lucatus, like, must have hugged himself or something. No, I mean, he's living a perfectly normal, healthy life. Uh, he has lived beyond what they thought he would <laughs> uh, with AIDS, uh, well, and I don't know like why. A, they like a prescription filled fueled life but yeah but there's monkeys like he's alive. in this episode and they say then they say that you get they got aids from fucking a monkey so maybe that's what he's saying oh, oh. okay so that's maybe the monkeys that's murdered creepy him? As shit. I, i'm confused oh, anyway no. this, anyway this is offensive as shit and i don't condone it at the medicinal mass <laughs> no no all right no. uh so scully is off with the flash to georgetown university uh where she meets dr n carpenter <laughs> Asking everyone she knows to smell this flask. <laughs> hey, my partner gave me this. Is it monkey pee? It's not a dead body. She doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> she really doesn't. Mulder goes to search uh, the search the freshly Luganus Barub's home and uh, finds <laughs> a set of keys to a storage unit. While he's there, um, uh, he gets a phone call from Dr. Cesare, who, by the way, was the gentleman being chased by cops for an unknown reason earlier. Did they make that clear in the beginning of this episode? I don't recall. Turns out, despite not being being, despite, you know, never visibly resurfacing from the from the harbor, he's still alive. He Mulder answers the phone, uh, feigning uh, Barub's identity. Cesare tells him about the secret government project which Mulder wishes to re- wants to reveal to the public. And in the meantime, crew cut man eavesdrops on the conversation from outside with one of those little... With the biggest, like, handheld 90s, <laughs> like, satellite thing you've ever seen in your fucking life. It's so fucking obvious. Like... Don't mind me. I'm just going to stand out here with a direct TV <laughs> a- antenna. <laughs> it's like... Pointed at your face. I need to get one of those, by the way. I want to know how one of those things works. Like, like that's a... He's getting an incredible audio quality off of that phone call. Isn't he? <laughs> Cesare co- collapses during the conversation, and a bystander comes to call an ambulance, but doesn't bother telling Mulder where they are before he hangs up. I know, right? Like, just... Uh, just Where yeah. are you? I- <laughs> the place. And then he dies. Or not really. I, I get confused. I'm sorry, I may have nodded off during this episode. So along come the paramedics who wheel this guy into what is undoubtedly an $8,000 ambulance ride. Yep. Yeah. All to have them being sent to the hospital afterwards when he releases his crazy fish toxin. Right. Seeing that the they basically are going to try and relieve pressure in the uh, pressure in the lungs by um, uh, sticking a needle in there. Turns out not a great idea. Because when it comes out, when they stick the needle in, is poison gas. That it's a needle decompression is what they were doing, by the way. And Sakara manages to get up and flee the ambulance. He's fine. He's fine. Mulder He's fine. shows up. Mulder, meanwhile, goes back to Zeus Storage, where he found the the key for. Uh, opening the storage unit, he finds uh, what seems to be five naked men suspended in fluids. Hmm. All right, so that's uh, they get to they get he gets to the creep to the room with the people, and then and then that's when that's when it cuts to Scully back at Georgetown, where she is speaking with Doctor Carpenter, and Carpenter, who is a black woman, looks almost white white with what she has seen in the uh, results. Now we all know that um, uh, DNA is made up of two base of uh, what? How many base pairs? I guess we don't all know. Four. 
four I nucleoti- four different nucleotides, basically. <laughs> Two base pairs. What are you, cr- you crazy? I don't, I don't, I don't know maths and things. Math is for for science bitches. The bacteria that was contained in the um, uh, Erlenmeyer flask has two nucleotides that were not seen anywhere in nature. Therefore, and this is a very big reveal, the doctor says that she must say that this must be extraterrestrial. Dun, dun, dun. Scully, at this point, her entire view of the world is shattered. Yeah, because her entire field is molecular biology. Like she, her, that's carbon-based life. Like she, that's her only knowledge of it is what she's seen. And this is for the first time proof, actual proof. She's not backing down from this, is she? Like she can't back away from this. We got her pinned, right? Yep. We fucking nailed her down. We strapped her into the chair with all the leather straps and claps. Oh wait, are we writing a? We're not writing a thing right now. Okay. No, we're not. Sorry. We're not writing. <laughs> We're not writing the slash fic, no. But once again, this is a huge character moment for Scully. Yeah, don't don't get too attached to it, though. Don't. Well, she's conveying this to Mulder, and this is where he's telling her to get the fuck over here, isn't he? Pretty much. Yeah, this is the point where they both have something weird that happens for both of them. He's in this fish tank place, and I'm like, how are you an FBI agent and you don't have one of those pocket cameras? Spies had it in the 50s. Why does he not have a flash photography device? We're talking about sorry, budget I'm here. Sorry, I'm yeah, sorry. Too fucking deep. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, that Todd. Please continue. I, it's, I'm uh, sorry. These are the questions that, we need I'm to sorry, ask. everybody. I'm sorry. I, I guess it's just, you know, no one thought about it. Mulder is pursued when he leaves the storage facility, but escape, manages to shake, his ta- to shake the people tailing him. The next day, he comes back with Scully. But by then, the entire room has been cleared out. Oh, is this where Scully gives him that whole speech of Mulder, I believe you now, right, I love you? Right, That was the, There was that moment before they go in, Mulder, I'm sorry. She apologizes to him. And she does. And it's like, it's this moment of just pure love right here. This is basically Scully saying, I love you, be the father of my child. Is this where she believes in the... Deep state. Well, when when they head in, the room has been completely cleared out, but um, uh, Deep Throat is there, which I believe is the first time he's actually shared the screen with Scully. Yeah, because before now, she just assumes that Deep Throat is Mulder's imaginary friend, which I would too. I mean, why not? He, he lets Mulder know that the group was experimenting on humans with extraterrestrial viruses. Six terminally ill volunteers were experimented on and had all begun recovering from their maladies. When it was ordered that they be destroyed, though, Barubi helped Cesare escape. Probably because he was, you know, those all those scientists know each other, right? <laughs> well, they were friends, and also he was hiding the monkey fucking for Barubi, so... Okay, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Monkey fucking. <laughs> Scully goes back. Uh, so with that evidence gone, Scully rushes back to Georgetown University, only find that Dr. Carpenter, an entire family, had been killed in an automobile accident that morning. So, Holy hell. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, 
to tell you what, Crew Cut Man is earning his pay this weekend. Deep stakes. Yeah, he is a busy mofo. Yeah, as a member of the deep state, this guy is wiping out entire families to hide this shit. And of course, all the evidence that they had is gone. Mulder goes back to Baroob's house and finds Cesare hiding in the attic. He tries to convince him to come with him and that he means him no harm, but he was followed by the crew cut man from the deep state who immediately put several holes in the into Cesare. Mulder, who is not wearing any kind of facial protection, is immediately blinded and floored by the escaping noxious poison gas. <laughs> yeah. Noxious. Yeah. And therefore captured by the um, uh, deep, deep state. state. Let's say it once all together. All, 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 all four of us, right? Eddie. Deep, deep, deep state. state. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. We are talented individuals. Continue. So now, that, so now Mulder is in the hands of the deep state. He is being taken away, and it's up to Scully and Deep Throat to protect him. But they don't have any cards to put on the table. Except there's one last bit of evidence that's not in the hands of the crew cut man just yet. What? What is it? Another sample of the DNA, the source, the wellspring of the DNA, lies at a in the center of a facility that Scully can get into with her medical credentials. It's like a flimsy excuse to get in. That's the thing. <laughs> well, it's the high containment facility at Fort Marlene. <laughs> and that's what uh, Deep Throat tells her. I thought that, like, wow, you're going for that, Scully? Like, that's a Mulder thing. Like, you got some balls under that skirt, huh? Oh, yeah. She's going straight into the she's going straight into the lion's den here. She is going into the lion's den. She's, she's stopping. He asks for the password, which kind of stumps her for a moment, and then she remembers the words written on the Erlenmeyer flask. Purity control. Purity control. I was wondering, where did she get that from? And then I guess that's where that was from. From uh, Mulder's sweet-ass LSD that he was hoping would come out of that flask. <laughs> by the way, she uh, by the way, she's, she turns out to be really good at guessing passwords. Like half the time when he hands her a flask, he's really asking, what's the purity of this? And she's just like, ah, purity control. <laughs> she, is allowed to, she is allowed to pass and goes to the to an area. I, I just, it was one of those, it's like, I, I had the same thought. It's like, where did it come from? Did it come from the alarm? What? No, no. There was no kind of, let's treat the audience stupidly, but okay, go on. Well, she's let in and uh, goes to the, into a container of liquid nitrogen, out of which she pulls what appears to be an, a frozen alien fetus. Yeah, that looked dope as fuck. So this is about... To, to where the point where I wrote down what my thought of this whole season is, it's the shellfish Mulder Scully redemption. I don't know, like, I really high, but like, you got shellfish Mulder just all <laughs> oozing out. Oh, that's and right. And Scully's finally coming to it. Like, there's, she's holding an alien. There's no way she's passing this off as some weird genetic mutation of a human. Like, she's seen the DNA being extraterrestrial. She's holding a fucking alien. This is her redemption. She's finally saving Mulder again. Like, how many times is she going to have to trade something, some evidence about extraterrestrials for Mulder? If this dude doesn't realize what she's sacrificing for him every time that she doesn't believe him, it's almost like shellfish Mulder's scully redemption. <laughs> 
I will say that I agree that the look they give Mulder is very like, oh, he just had some bad, a bad allergic reaction to something. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I like it with the alien baby packaged up. And by and, and Marissa, I know that, that 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 it's not quite in your wheelhouse in terms of special effects, but how's that baby look to you? Well, in comparison to the shellfish molder, like that, it's really hard to get someone's <laughs> eyes to look like that without it looking really horrible. And that that what they did all puffy and shit. Yeah, it, it ends up looking too puffy, and they did they did it perfect right there. But the fucking baby looked like like you, like all they did was buff the uh, the seam off of it after pulling it out of the out of the mold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty. Not detailed. <laughs> well, and I think this is why we don't spend a lot of time on either effect. Is just that it's like, oh, it seemed very see through. If I if I could call anything from it other than it looking like like it didn't have veins or bones, but it seemed like it was very see through, like it was like a gelatin form almost. Yeah, it's like you know, I was looking at its fingers last, and it didn't even look like they had been separated, like to look like they were individual. <laughs> They're just kind of molded together. There's there's some episodes I'm watching this and I wish I was watching it on a CRT TV. That is in one of the new episodes. That's weird. Yeah, we got to keep in mind that we were that the resolutions that these things were originally broadcast in were not were about a fifth of what you get from the TV or about well, yeah. less than that yeah. or even yeah less than that. Well, what you get from a modern television, even like the 32 inch TV we've got in our room. Well, so, yeah, and that's that's sort of the thing that I kind of like. I I think that was kind of my problem is that I I didn't see it on our TV. We've been when I'm recalling yeah. it. We've been no, seeing. No, no. You know what I'm saying is it's like I didn't like when we were watching it, I didn't recall it that way. I just remember seeing it basically in a dark room. Yeah. Lit by that by a really shitty TV and it looked fucking A then. Same thing. Like when I first saw it, it was freaky. We've yeah. been ragging on the special effects a lot in this first season. And I know that they can't, they get better as the budget gets higher. But I got to wonder, have we been being kind of unfair to this? Because it has been. These were not intended for HD broadcast because HD wasn't a thing in the 19 in 1994. Th think about the what's the forest one with all the little fly with the little fireflies in it. Like that would have been dope as shit on a CRT TV. Yeah. Like, see, this is the I thing. wouldn't have been able to tell the difference. It would have all been like a weird, but like blurry. Here, here's image. the thing, though. Like, um, here's a frame of reference. Has anybody seen the 1990-ish remake of uh, Dawn of Night of the Living Dead? Uh, no, one I don't where the think so. The lead, and Tom Savini directed it. No. Uh, oh, I think so. No. Yeah, the one where uh, the. No, no, that's Dawn of the Dead. Oh, I'm okay. talking about like earlier than that. It's literally the same movie but with a few things changed, and she ends up being the lead rather than kind of a damsel. But I'm trying to create a reference, a frame of reference for how good special effects are around then, and I think it's just like budget and coming into their own. Because at the, I was impressed when I saw everything the first time. I, I think it is really a two-part thing i think it is that we are watching it in high definition and you're right there is some parts where it's just not it does not do well but i think it's also that they didn't have much of a budget comparatively yeah do we get to the end of the episode yet though no. right we're just about to okay so that was a bit of a that was a bit of a tangent that was a bit of a tangent it scared me don't scare me like that okay with the baby in hand we're in a small package now. Scully takes the baby to a bridge where Deep Throat is waiting to make the handoff. Though she insists on making the handoff herself, Deep Throat says, no, we can't fuck around here. These people are serious. This is some serious shit going on. Scully reluctantly hands him the over the package and goes back to her car to wait. 
the crew cut man pulls up beside sorry penis face bill penis face bill <laughs> pulls up beside the it pulls up beside deep throat's car and they two step out he get, deep throat hands bill the parcel <laughs> bill paces it in the van bill turns back around with a gun and shoots deep throat right in the right in the chest right now i'm expecting him to like play dead until he drives away because he's got a bulletproof vest on go Unfortunately, uh, he didn't think that he didn't think to that. The back of the van opens up and Mulder is rolled out like garbage. But these are like the Libyans that Doc Brown sold the uranium like, to. I, he should have surely known to wear a fucking lead vest, like Yeah, he doesn't. I also kind of expected Penis Face Bill to just sort of, you know, yell at him stay out of Riverdale, too. So Yeah, they just they kick him out and with with very stern warning to Stay out of Riverdale. Damn Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> the the van drives off, and and Scully, horrified after seeing the the shooting, rushes up first to check on Mulder because you know that's her boo. That's Bay. You have to check on Bay. And then over to the then over to to Deep Throat, who is uh, bleeding out, dying, but manages to croak out his final words to her before expiring. Trust, Trust no one. Several weeks later. Mulder, now recovered but very despondent, calls Scully to deliver some really bad news. The X-Files have been closed. Walter Skinner is reassigning them. Aww. 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 Like, he's so sad. Also, I didn't realize several weeks had passed. I was just like, oh, Mulder heals quick. <laughs> Mulder will not ab- pledges not to abandon the work, not while the truth is still out there. Oh, but he totally does. Like, he totally does. Well, we'll see that in the next season, but unfortunately, if he, if he's for now, if he's going to seek the truth, he's going to have to do it without the resources available to him as the as an FBI agent. <sighs> Meanwhile, back at the Pentagon, in a room that we haven't seen, in a, in a warehouse room that we have not seen since the first uh, since the pilot episode, the cigarette smoking man enters and places a cylinder containing the alien fetus. Into the into a box with about what do you think four others three others? Well, I think one of them is the one that uh, Norman Reedus is carrying around in Death Stranding. But yeah, <laughs> what, what's funny is it goes from like Scully steals it from like an extremely high security facility where it's got like a really good cryo storage to a box on a shelf <laughs> with other boxes and like no cryo storage just. <laughs> Fuck that it's shit. Top men. Top men. Well, because it's not being used at that point. Beforehand, that was the wellspring. That was the, the source of the bacteria that they were using to treat the people with. This now becomes a... It's no, long, if it's no longer to that purpose. It's just being put there to be forgotten. Uh, so the baby is now just in formaldehyde, this, probably ruining the sample. It just... I And, one, and just... Almost the same in the fir- in the in the first episode, the cigarette smoking man walks out, closes the door behind him. No, your exits in the Pentagon. Yeah, that's end scene. <laughs> Why is it a bacteria? Shouldn't it be a virus if you're using DNA? Bacteria have DNA too. Yeah, but well, I, I just I had thought that maybe because. Viruses do do actually rewrite your DNA. I'm they're, just they're more of an actual living entity versus a bacteria, which is a cultured. Thing. Yeah, but yeah. Like 
I, I, I honestly think the bacteria makes more sense because what's the abundance of organisms in this life is yeah, that is also probably true, bacteria. So I, I don't know. Which would probably be like if they if if a UFO ever came through, there's probably b- bacteria coming off that alien. How have we not encountered that? Like hmm. we will. Well, this is this is uh, this was like. Did those monkeys bite anyone? I'm super scared. That no, they- <laughs> no, no. I believe those monkeys were then put down. Actually, probably. <laughs> or we'll see them again in a really bad episode. I think. Well, once again, it took what EBE built on and then. Labeled another one on top of it. And also, first, I think before we get into our thoughts and feelings, we need to take a moment of silence for Deep Throat, our first recurring character death in the X-Files. I close my eyes. No. Only for the moment <laughs> and the moment's, the moment's gone. 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 <laughs> All my dreams pass before my eyes a curiosity. All right, everybody now. Dust, dust in the, in the wind. wind. All we are is dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wasn't that uh, Cutting right? all of that. <laughs> so... <sighs> um, I've been waiting to do that since we watched the episode. He's excited. <laughs> He's excited about it. We're gonna get to sing on this one. So, okay, but oh wow, that was good. <laughs> I it's a really good episode, and this is kind of like this is the foreshadowing of how good it can get. Doesn't always meet it, but but uh, at this point, you have a major breakthrough for Scully who may not be completely bought into all of Mulder's theories at this point, but is definitely open, more open to the idea that something more may be going on than people know. Like I said, shellfish Mulder, Scully Redemption. She redeemed herself this episode. Again, since the first episode when he got his spank bank erased and she had to trade him for whatever it was. Huge sacrifices. Okay, uh, so... Myth arc implications. What are we thinking? It's the first time we've seen another member of the syndicate or who will no- come to know as the syndicate. <laughs> yeah, we aren't up to the syndicate yet. We'll we'll get there. Um, is it Penis Face Bill? Yeah, Penis Face Bill. Is an agent of the syndicate who seems to really enjoy his work, by the way. He's uh, just, I, I want to know what his like. What do we have on, on, on Crew Cut Man? <laughs> okay, he is actually a syndicate subordinate under that of the uh, cigarette smoking man. Uh, we will see him again. Sadly, he will not survive. Satisfying into the season, but it just leaves you wanting more, you know? Yeah. I think the satisfying part about this was that Scully actually admits that there's extraterrestrial life. Like, she actually said those words. Yeah. I'm left wondering, what is she thinking religiously? Because she wore that cross earlier on, that tomb's stolen, she didn't give a fuck about, and like... Her dad. Many things she must be thinking, and Mulder must be feeling frustrated, like, I've been trying to tell you this the whole time. Well, and I think... Welcome to the X-Files. <laughs> every fucking episode, every season. <laughs> oh. It's just, I I don't know. It's like, it's a satisfying enough that, that if Fox didn't renew it, we'd be okay. But they did. 
Look, I'm not giving up. I'm going to go into every episode hoping with all my hope that they prove something and Scully, like, just straight up admits everything word for word to Mulder. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to hope that every episode from now on, please don't spoil me. Okay. Ah. <laughs> 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 all right. Before we go off to give our ratings, it's time for the dissemination of information. Uh, this time we're going to let Marissa go first. Yeah, Marissa? me go first? Yeah. Well, I guess I do the art stuff. I am open for commissions. I do uh, sketching, digital tablet, sound, freaking video. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Facebook.com, O-D-D-E-D-E-L-I-G-H-T. You'll often find me under the name Oddite Delight. And I do a lot of stuff for Shannon and Todd here. <gasps> for uh, I did their pixel art for... The Amazing Adventures of uh, Shannon and Todd. Is that how it goes? Todd Shannon? It's The Adventures of Todd and Shannon, yes. Okay. I remember I had to fix that once in, in the original. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's what I do. All right. Now, she mentioned The Adventures of Todd and Shannon, and that segues actually rather nicely into a uh, talk about The Adventures of Todd and Shannon podcast, a podcast where we currently talk about the different conventions we've gone to. We take you, the listener, on a journey through the convention floor and talk to various exhibitors and people and guests and uh, attendees and uh, really get inside the, the, the experience for you. This is a podcast that is available for your listening, uh, just like this one on the Medicinal Mass Network. Valentine, tell us all about it. Well, if you actually go to medicinalmass.com, you can actually hear our actual dissertations of ancient philosophers where we travel in real time, back in time. And uh, next season, we're going even deeper, and we're going to listen to what some dinosaurs have to say. Oh, wow. Back to you, Todd. Uh, quit messing with the timeline, by the way. I, I, I got a nosebleed last time. Oh, that's where that came from. <laughs> so it's apparently, like, apparently it's screwing up your personal timeline plays havoc with your sciences, sinuses. Whatever gets the ratings, brah. All right. <laughs> and uh, speaking of those travels and cons and stuff, the reason we go to cons is because my wife is a fantasy and soon-to-be science fiction writer. I am, and you can actually find out more about that at schuffwrites.com, where you can buy my books, or you can use the link on this page to go to Amazon and buy them on Amazon, and we get a kickback. She also used to blog. I'm not very good at blogging. <laughs> I sometimes <laughs> blog. You could be blog. Uh <laughs> I should be blogging now, but I'm not. And we will be at some conventions. Uh, we will be at Mysticon in Roanoke, Virginia, February 23rd through the 25th. We will be back at Lexington, Kentucky at the Lexington Toy and Comic Convention, uh, March 9th through the 11th. And we are finishing out that month. Uh, we will be in Washington, D.C. at AwesomeCon, March 30th through April 1st. Right on. Yay! Come out to Lexington, especially. We we love Lexington. We love Kentucky. I'll have the new one out. I'll, I'll have the, the third the one. Book, you'll have the new book out. You can see two oh. Pink Rangers for the price of one. I always have a ton <laughs> of Power Rangers there too. They do a lot of Power Rangers stuff. You John can't say that not dirty. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do the. Jonathan Frakes will also be there. Oh really? Ooh. Yeah. Um, fun convention, fun convention. Come see us there. If you can't see us there, then eagerly await the arrival of the podcast episode. Anyway, uh, time to give ratings for this one. 
Uh, I'm going to give this one five out of five shrieking monkeys. Shan? <sighs> uh, I'm going to give this four tubes of monkey pee. <laughs> All right. Marissa? I'm going to give this uh, four out of four uh, alien fetuses. And Valentine? Uh, I'm going to give this four out of five shape-shifting ethereal test tube twins tree bug pyro stretching AIDS monkeys. Nice. Whoa. Good job there, man. Nice. Tied it all together. That that's clutch. That right there is clutch. I think I hear that I hear the people on the sports podcast saying that. And I think it's a good thing. So I'm going to tell you it's clutch. Next time. Next time we're going to get drunk. <laughs> we're going to have okay, uh okay, this is going to be a spe- this is going to be a, a little bit we're going to go in we will be back. The X-Files was, we're, we're going to finally say what we actually think about this season. Is that what's going to happen once our inebriations get liberated? We're going to have a season one recap podcast. It's going to be the first thing available to subscribers of Patreon. Probably is a timed exclusive for Patreons because like we might let it go in a few months. But don't wait. Don't wait a few months. See it as soon as you possibly can because it's going to be some good stuff. So they'll get to hear our insane rap party. See see us as you listen. Listen to us as soon as you possibly can, because it's going to be some quality programming, especially when I start knocking back that whiskey. <laughs> we will be playing uh, clips of our of the best bits from our from previous shows. We will be giving out the season end awards to the top performing episodes of this season we'll be laughing we'll be crying we'll probably be a little bit aroused <laughs> probably have less clothes on than i do now that's right it's gonna be fun so uh, listen up for that however not too long after that we're not gonna it's like you know we talked about taking maybe a couple weeks of a break but you know what we are the Medicinal Mass Network. We are the FBI basement. And I say we keep on trudging directly into season two, people. What do you guys think? I think so. Let us out of the basement. It's just so cold. Just, just turn the heat on. Yeah, at least turn the heat on, but I'll do it. Give me some, <laughs> Warm give me sandwiches, some, Come maybe? on, give me, some, give me some enthusiasm here. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> right we'll pick up we'll pick up season two with little green men coming soon to an ipod near you for now this has been the fbi basement the erlenmeyer flask erlenmeyer i have been and will remain todd and for shannon marissa and valentine i bid you all good night remember the truth is out there bon we bon we to you all <laughs> And that your one is how Papa cut his freedom. Now we must fly. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network. Don't fucking touch the science monkeys. Babe, did Watson just walk won't knock over the trash can? Ah, uh, Math is for, for science bitches. Trust Trust no one. one.